let's get right to our first guest. Um, you know, I want to say that uh, we're having our primary elections coming up in June. And I know a lot of people get excited about the uh, elections for governor and for uh, congressional races. But really, um, a lot of people don't know much about the judicial candidates. You'll see a whole list of them. You look at their names. Maybe you like the Italian ones or the Irish ones, or you like a female versus a male. But whatever the whatever your issues are, you really don't know much about these candidates. And some people skip that whole part and they just don't vote or they just vote haphazardly. And I wanted to present a little uh, just, you know, in my my opinion here is that we should pay a lot of attention to our judicial candidates, because in my opinion, your lives may be affected most dramatically by the actions of a judge. I mean, look what's going on with the Supreme Court. They, they, where they rule on very important issues that impact all of us, but even more so on a local level where you have maybe a divorce or an eviction or a breach of contract or a small claims. And those kinds of decisions that the judges make are very important and can impact your life. So with us today is uh, to discuss voting for judges is Judge Deborah Walker. She's been a circuit court judge for 14 years, and she's now a candidate for the Illinois Appellate Court. She's a CPA, of course, an attorney, has had a stellar career practicing law and has many, many uh, professional and civic uh, accolades. She lives in Chicago with her husband, and I've known her for probably 37 years. Oh, my gosh. D- judge Walker, how how are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Karen. And I'm so happy you're having Erica Harold. Yes. Our new executive director for the Commission on Professionalism. She is right here, and we're, we're going to have a very civil discussion. <laughs> I bet you are. Yes. Thank you for, for that. Yes. I was delighted to have a hand in having her join the commission as a commissioner oh. when I was the chair of the commission. Oh, that's fabulous. I did not know that. Yeah. So we've got two guests here who, who are well acquainted. So let me just say, you know, I, I know your reputation. I've known you forever. I know the your your qualifications. But, you know... Tell us what you think people should look for in a judge. Well, I think the most important things they should look for are, um, for example, what the bar associations evaluate us on. Um, So knowledge of the law, right? You want somebody who uh, knows enough about the law to apply it fairly to your case. Um, Legal ability, uh, somebody who has an excellent work ethic, um, someone who has a civil demeanor and treats everyone with respect, and of course that um, very critical part, you know, integrity. Um, somebody who's honest, hardworking, uh, always will do the right thing, um, in, in again in an unbiased and, and respectful way. Um, so that's really what voters should be um, looking for. And um, luckily for our voters, you, we've got some excellent bar associations in this state that fully vet us when we become candidates. So you've got the two largest, the Chicago Bar Association and the Illinois State Bar Association. They have us complete these lengthy questionnaires, you know, 30 to 50 pages worth of information about us. Um, and then they conduct an interview and they, they, uh, investigate your candidacy by calling many lawyers who've appeared before you, some of your judicial colleagues, and they learn as much as they can through the questionnaire, the investigation. 
investigation and then the interview. And then they actually issue ratings on judicial candidates. And so I would, I would t- uh, tell your listeners that they could access the Chicago Bar Association Voters Guide or the one from the Illinois State Bar Association and learn a lot about who they probably should be voting for. And Judge Walker, um, one of the things that I, I want to offer, and I did this, I've done this on many occasions, is if you email me, I will be happy to send you a link to those sites where you can actually bring that list of all the judges and you are going to focus on where your area is and who you're voting for and you'll see who's qualified or not qualified or highly qualified and you can bring that into the ballot you know into the polls and you can you can just use it as a cheat sheet and that's what I do um, and I'm happy to send that to you. also the newspapers will publish uh, those lists in the newspaper probably closer to the June 28th date we're talking to Judge Deborah Walker she served as a judge for 14 years she's running for the appellate court. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, judicial demeanor and and some of the things that you might want to know before you go to court. You're listening to The Karen Conti Show on WGN. We're talking to Judge Deborah Walker. She is up for election for the appellate court on June 28th, and I hope everyone goes to the poll and votes for judges. And again, um, there are lists of judges with the Illinois State Bar Association. I'm happy to provide a link for you, uh, and I'm going to try to post it also on my the website here on the Karen Conti page on the WGN website. So you can go there, print it out, bring it into the polls and do your civic duty and and get some good judges. And, you know, uh, Judge Walker, you were talking about the qualities of a judge and you were talking about being civil and being hardworking and, and treating people fairly. And that sounds really basic, but I have to tell you, I've been practicing law for 35 years and I regularly encounter judges who are none of those things. And I guess I just wonder, um, you know, how how is it that you get to a position and you find yourself not being civil, not being um, fair and prejudging? And and again, you are not that person. You are not that judge. You are a great judge uh, by all accounts. How how is it that you get some bad judges here? Well, you have to think about what was that person's path to the bench. Uh, were they uh, even a courtroom attorney? Were they a litigator or were they a transactional attorney who really didn't have that type of experience? Are they someone who didn't have enough experience before they got elected to the bench or appointed to the bench? Um, is it, was it more a result of partisan politics or was it more of a result of a merit-based system of selection? Um, and then, of course, you've, you've got people that maybe they looked good on paper but they're just, when it comes time to do the job, uh, they have grown complacent. They maybe had some issues when they were practicing law with harassment or bullying. And you can't expect someone just because they put on the black robe, they won't discard everything that they bring with themselves to the bench, right? So we have had a few bad apples. Um, and in recent years, some of those bad apples have been removed from the bench, for some of the things we've just talked about, um, sexual harassment, uh, a, a, a gentleman who, well, he wasn't much of a gentleman, was he? But a man who joined the bench the same time I did in 2008 is now gone from the bench uh, because of just some of the things you were just talking about, his demeanor and his treatment of women. Uh, 
deputies, uh, clerks, um, attorneys in his courtroom. Um, so uh, we do have mechanisms in place for um, a discipline uh, pro- disciplinary process of a judge or for removing a judge. Um, there's something called the Judicial Inquiry Board that when they receive complaints about a judge, they investigate them, they decide whether or not that's someone that they should go further in the process and refer them to what's called the Illinois State Courts Commission. And they're sort of like the trial uh, uh, group. But, uh, but I think, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm sorry, and we're just kind of getting into, you know, what happens when you have a bad judge, but I, I guess I, I, I understand, you know, the process once the judge is there, we, we have to, you know, do our due diligence, but I guess the whole point is like not having those people on the bench in the first place. And mm-hmm. um, I, I guess I want to talk a little bit about how voters can vote by absentee ballot. How How is it, what's the easiest way for people to vote for judges? Because I'm, I want to encourage everybody to get out there. Some people say, well, I, I'm going to miss work or it's, you know, it's a bad weather day or I can't, I don't have anyone to watch my children. How can someone... A vote on an absentee basis? Well, what's um, excellent is Illinois law has changed in the last few years. And, you know, we, we don't even really call it an absentee ballot anymore. It used to be that you had to apply for an absentee ballot. And you had to have a reason, like, I'm sick, I can't leave my home, or I'm going to be traveling abroad um, on Election Day, and I need an absentee ballot. But now uh, everyone can vote by mail. Everyone can go online, can request a mail ballot, and you can even sign up to get a mail ballot for every election cycle from here on out. Um, and so it is incredibly easy. And I'll tell you that the judges are always towards the bottom of the ballot, um, you know, after some of the offices you mentioned earlier, governor, you know, lieutenant governor, secretary of state. So our statewide offices, our congressional offices our state reps, state senators, and so forth. Um, so, you know, you kind of, we, we encourage people, we say, please vote the entire ballot. Go all the way down and find them. And, and also, in addition to um, getting a mail-in ballot, now we have uh, early voting site. There's one in the loop starting May 19th. Um, and there will be one in every ward uh, in the city and every township in the county of Cook uh, starting, I believe it's on um, June 13th. Um, so there are opportunities in the event that you know you cannot vote on June 28th. There's lots of opportunities for you to uh, get to the polls and vote. Thank you for that. That is just really a good education for everyone. So basically what Judge Walker is telling you is that there is no excuse not to vote in the June 28th election. And it really does make a difference. Some of these races are won by just a few votes. And again, um, judges being on the bench, you know, for a long time, uh, it's good to get it right the first time. Let's switch topics a little bit. Judge Deborah Walker uh, is with us. She's been a judge for 14 years. She sits in the family law court, which is a really really stressful place to be, I would imagine, because although I think some people view family law and family law lawyers as being lesser of lesser importance than some other lawyers, I don't know if that's a a common thought, but I I hear that. But I have to tell you, there's nothing more important than your family, uh, you know, where the children live, who makes the decisions for the children, who gets to spend time with the children, uh, where where does your home go, who, who gets to stay in the home, um, all of your money is up and up and uh, you know up in the air. So these are very important, very highly emotional decisions. How do you 
deal with that, Judge Walker, when you've got litigants in front of you who are very upset and concerned and stressed out by all of these things? Well, I what I you know, until trial, usually you're dealing with the lawyers if they have lawyers unless they're representing themselves. And one thing I do with the lawyers is I tell them all the time, please do not take on your client's stress. You're going to end up with an ulcer. Okay. But then when the clients are um, before me in a courtroom, I think it's uh, trying to keep the courtroom a calm place, a place where you don't let um, tempers flare, uh, where you kind of cut that in the bud. If there's going to be incivility between lawyers or between um, litigants, you, you know, you try to keep it a calmer, more serene place for them to uh, come and uh, set forth the facts of their case. Uh, and I like to do that and have them do that in as straightforward a manner as possible, in a brief as manner as possible. And um, then, you know, I generally will not just rule from the hip, especially if it's something as important as what you've just described, Karen. You're right. Who gets the house? Who, who makes decisions for the kids? What's the parenting time allocation going to look like? Who gets the property and what kind of property uh, are they going to get? These are really important decisions that are going to impact these litigants for the rest of their lives. So generally, I wouldn't be ruling from the hip. I would be taking that under advisement. I would take a look at the law that pertains to whatever's before me. I would apply that to the facts as I heard them come into evidence through their testimony, through documents. And I would just chart out for myself how I should rule on each of these topics. And so to do that in a deliberative way and in a fair way uh, may take a little bit of time. But um, those are probably the things I do both in the courtroom and then when I'm in chambers uh, to try to create a a more civil, a more respectful, a a little bit of a more deliberative um, process. We have about a minute here, um, but I, I want to just maybe a, a kind of a shout out, uh, Judge Walker, about how parents who are going through a divorce and maybe a heated divorce, maybe with a spouse that is high conflict in nature, um, you know, and you've got your kids and you've got all these things going on. How should parents just if you can give us 20 seconds and how should parents view this process and how should they look at this process holistically to make sure that their family comes out intact at the end? Well, one thing is to not have these drag down um, sort of fights. Remember that you always are going to be in your each other's lives, especially if you have children. Um, there's going to be baptisms, funerals, uh, weddings, um, graduations. And so to try to always keep that in mind that you need to have maintain a relationship later on with that ex-spouse. You know, and um, so that would probably be the most important thing that we can do to remind people. Um, that they need to remain respectful. And I often tell people, your children are watching you. They're watching and listening and learning from how you behave. And do you want your children to have dysfunctional relationships when they grow up? No. We want to have our kids be in a holistic setting. So those are some of my tips. Yeah, and at some point, uh, some of these documents could all be, I mean, they're all public. They're public record. And at some point, they might be online for your children and your grandchildren to Google, which is really a frightening. That's exactly true. Judge Deborah Walker, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I usually don't advocate for judges, but Judge Deborah Walker is up for election on the appellate court. Uh, June 28th is the day to do your civic duty and vote. And um, I wish you the 
best, and thank you for being a good friend and a great lawyer and a great jurist. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. Have a great day. All right. Take care.